Seriously. My phone lines are open at 210-599-5555. It's Friday. It's Red Friday. Funky Friday. Remember everyone deployed. There's Elaine. There's Chris. And there's Don. My name is Trey. Trey Ware. KTSA. 210-599-5555. Seriously. How does this man remain president? How in the world? Can anybody alive in the United States of America, and Chris, let's go ahead and play the whole thing because I want everybody to to, to hear this. And by the way, just a, a quick note, thanks to Chris. He's been working on sound for me this morning, and this is one of them. And uh, you're going to hear Chip Roy go off on my orcas yesterday as well. Um, but, no, I, you know, I, I don't mean this uh, in any other way than just an honest question. Who in this country feel Republican, Democrat, left, right? I don't. I don't care what you call yourself. You can call yourself a monkey. I don't care. I really don't care. Whatever you call yourself. How can anybody be comfortable with this man at the helm? Even if he, as as I have contended over and over again, he's not really running a show, right? And we all know that. You Democrats know that as well. You lefties, you lunatics on the left, you know that as well. He's not running a show. That everybody knows that. This is an Obama operation, a Susan Rice operation, a Valerie Jarrett operation. This is all being run from behind the scenes. He's not there. He is out. Um, but you know, it, it is it, it's elder abuse, is what it is. There's there's another video that's out there of him welcoming Barack to the White House a couple of weeks ago when Barack came in and cleared this way, cleared the way for this ministry of misinformation, this ministry of truth that we've heard so much about, and we're going to be talking about that a lot today as well. Because, again, who in this country is comfortable with armed agents of our government in various cities monitoring what everyday citizens like you and me say and then bringing their guns and their badges to tell you not to say it anymore? Because that's what this is. That's exactly what this is. Homeland Security has armed agents throughout. Alejandro Mayorkas said so under oath. Armed agents throughout the country, and they'll be listening. And if you say something that the government does not approve of, then they come tell you to stop it. So let's stay with Joe for a second, and let's play the entire thing. And I'd really honestly like to hear from anybody who thinks that this is a good idea. Even though we say he's not running the show. We know that. Everybody knows that. But everybody else in the world who are our, number one, our allies, who we depend on, right, look at this and they go, oh, my God. And, of course, our enemies, such as China, who wants to control the world, such as Vladimir Putin, who we are at war with. Uh, And, by the way, what he was talking about, the whole pretext of this uh, conversation, he is now demanding another $33 billion from the American taxpayer to be spent on our war. Now, we've already spent $15 billion, and it's another $33 billion to be spent on this war that we are in against Russia. Nobody ever told us what the war was for. Nobody ever took it to Congress for a declaration of war. Nobody ever did anything that would bring it to the American people, which is what the Constitution calls for, for the for them, our servants. They're not our rulers. 
They're not our bosses. They are servants to ask us, the American people, because we're supposed to be in charge in this thing called the USA, to ask us, hey, listen, this is why we should go to war. Remember FDR, a date which shall live in infamy. That kind of speech, I am asking for a declaration of war. That's what we're supposed, that's what they are supposed to do, and they are to bring it to our representatives in government. And our representatives, after hearing from us, are to say whether or not we go to war. But yet, we are at war with Russia right now. Ukraine is our proxy, and Joe's asking for another 33 billion. So, that's the, that's the pretext. That's the context of what he was doing yesterday when this happened. Go ahead, Chris. I'm also sending to Congress a comprehensive package of uh, that will. In addition to this supplemental funding, I'm also sending to Congress a comprehensive package of uh, that will enhance our underlying effort to accommodate the Russian oligarchs uh, and make sure we take their take their their ill-begotten gains. <laughs> We're going to accommodate them. We're going to seize their yachts their luxury homes and other ill-begotten gains of Putin's kleptocracy. Yeah. Kleptocracy. And klep- the guys who are the kleptocracies. <laughs> but these are bad guys. Who is comfortable with this guy being the president of the United States? My phone lines are open. And wide open. And you can tell people all across this country because there are people all across this country i heard from folks in colorado yesterday who listened to this five to seven show they get up extra early in colorado in colorado to listen to this five to seven show what what is the justification for him remaining in power as the president of the united states uh if you believe that 81 million people the most ever votes voted for this guy when he was locked up in his basement this is why he was locked up in his basement (laughs) <laughs> what you just heard. <laughs> well, and of course, we'll get into the irony of a kleptocracy a little bit later on, because the United States government, under his administration, is the largest kleptocracy that's ever, ever existed on planet Earth. Ever. His administration. That's right. His administration. He's a bad guy. He's a bad guy. His government is the largest kleptocracy. However, his family is also a kleptocracy. He sits, as as the big guy, skimming 10% off the top of the family business. His family is a kleptocracy. And a man can't even say the word. So here's the phone line. 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. Give me a call. What do you think about all of that that you just heard? 210-599-5555. Should Joe Biden continue as President of the United States? Is he mentally sound? Is he mentally capable of having our very lives in his hands? 210-599-5555. Breezy this morning. Otherwise humid. Clouds giving way to some sun at 87. Tomorrow, partial sunshine. Widely separated thunderstorms. Warm and humid at 85. And on Sunday, humid. Times of clouds and sun. Breezy in the afternoon. High of 89. Home for your family.
Hey, this is David Van Camp from Markley Van Camp and Robbins celebrating 100 years of service on News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Your own letter to Senator Johnson, to this, uh, this committee, have acknowledged they're not showing back up to ICE. How can you be saying that you have operational control or that we're securing the United States when they're not showing back up? Congressman, are you um, actually interested in the facts and the law? Yeah, I'm actually, I'm reading you the law and I'm actually talking to you about the facts. Man, that was a, that was an outstanding moment. An outstanding moment from our Congressman Chip Roy on Alejandro Mayorkas. Mayorkas, by the way, says he doesn't even know if terrorists were released into the United States. Jim Jordan asked him that question, and he was like, I don't know. I don't know. I have no idea. I don't, I don't have any idea. I don't know. Um, yeah, so uh, Chip Roy got after him. I encourage you to look that up. It's, a, it's five minutes long because it was his time. And then uh, when it was over... And he was being gaveled off by Jerry Nadler, uh, and Jerry kept gaveling him and gaveling you, screaming at him. And then Jerry Nadler, the Democrat, said, The time of the gentleman has expired. He no longer has time to slander, slander the secretary. He wasn't slandering the secretary. He was reading the law to the secretary. That's all he was doing. But he, he took it to him. All right. I want to go to the phones. 210 599-5555. 210-599-5555. And let's go to line one. And Harry, you're on KTSA. We try happy uh, happy Friday, Harry. What's up? Morning, sir. Uh, Morning, Bishop Evans. Since I nobody else will speak it, I will speak it. And Amen. I hope everybody's listening. Amen. You know the irony of this guy who they they did the prisoner swap with. Uh, they're calling him, you know, an American hero, et cetera. They're making but, more news out of that than they did the guy that drowned in the freaking river. You got it. You got that right. Uh, they won't even say Bishop Evans' name, Harry. Thank you for the call. They won't even say Bishop Evans' name. And, and, they, and they won't even call his grandparents. His grandparents have been on media. His grandparents obviously are distraught over his death. And they won't even do it. They, you know, uh, Joe Biden, uh, again, uh, is, is probably the worst human being we've ever had as president. And that's saying a lot because we've got some really bad shysters in there as president. Um, Joe Biden is beginning Soviet America with this Ministry Disinformation Governance Board. I want to encourage you to find out more about the Disinformation Governance Board. I want you to also look up Nina Jankowicz and learn more about her. She's 33 years old. She's a raving lunatic from the left. She is going to uh, be on be on top of that, and she's in charge of the Ministry of Disinformation. Alejandro Mayorkas, again, under uh, oath before that uh, uh, panel, before the committee, said that they have, you know, armed agents of the Department of Homeland Security located in cities throughout the United States. And when they find someone who is putting out disinformation, these armed agents will deal with it. Now, the government is going to sit in judgment on the First Amendment speech of its own citizens. They will be there to monitor the speech of all Americans, says Alejandro Mayorkas. Now, I'll give you two quick things about Nina Jankowicz. I said she's 33 years old. She was associated with uh, the Wilson Center. 
also named after, ironically, after a president who put out tons of disinformation. Um, she supported the Steele dossier and said the Steele dossier was truth. And she said that Hunter's laptop was Russian disinformation. She orchestrated the 51 liars from the um, community of, of uh, the swamp, the John Brennans of the world and the James Clappers of the world, who put together that letter saying that Hunter's laptop was Russian disinformation and released it the day before the Trump-Biden uh, debate. And Biden brought it up at the debate and said, 51 of our men and women who have signed this letter saying that it was it's Russian disinformation. Well, Nina Jakowicz put that up. In other words, Nina Jakowicz is disinformation. And she's going to be in charge of deciding what you can and cannot tweet what you can and cannot put on Facebook, what you can and cannot say in public. And if you watched Tucker last night, you found out that they have these government agents, armed agents of the Department of Homeland Security, in cities already across America. Already, So this is not new. This is not anything they just came up with. They've been working on this. And they're ready to act against people who don't say what they want said. If you don't say what the government thinks is appropriate, if you violate what the government thinks you should be saying, the armed agents will knock on your door. Let's go to line one, Chris, and there's Mark. Mark, okay, he's, he's gone. 210-599-5555. So once again, I want you to hear what Joe Biden did yesterday when he was asking Congress, really demanding, for another $33 billion for this war that uh, they are conducting against Russia using Ukraine as a proxy. And uh, it's, it's clear that that's our war. We had our Secretary of State and our uh, Secretary of Defense go over there the other day, and uh, basically they're the ones who are you know executing this war and running this war from behind the scenes. The I've been told that like the... Uh, the drones that are knocking out the tanks as the tanks are rolling into uh, the Russian tanks as they're rolling into Ukraine, those drones are not being flown by Ukrainians, so controlled by Ukrainians. So you can figure out who's operating those drones and from where. Uh, but let's listen to the president yesterday in demanding the $33 billion so that they can continue the war, but also listen to what he says, how he says it, and then comment. Here he is. In addition to this supplemental funding, I'm also sending to Congress a comprehensive package of, uh, that will enhance our underlying effort to accommodate the Russian oligarchs uh, and make sure we take their, take their, their ill-begotten gains. <laughs> We're going to accommodate them. We're going to seize their yachts, their luxury homes, and other ill-begotten gains of Putin's kleptocracy. Uh, kleptocracy and clip the guys who are the kleptocracies <laughs> but these are bad guys yeah corn pop was a bad dude man he's bad dudes over there. we're gonna we're gonna accommodate him what does it mean if we're gonna accommodate the oligarchs in russia and take away their yachts and their luxury homes um how do you how how is that accommodating them i i, I don't even know i i can't even begin to unpack that level of nonsense that and that's all it was 
was a complete level of nonsense. You know what it sounds like to me? It sounds like to me that uh, somebody on the inside is trying, you know, whoever typed that into his um, teleprompter is trying to let us know. You know, it's kind of like back in the day, flying the flag upside down, a nation in distress. Please rescue us. I, it, that's what that was to me, was that somebody inside typed that into the teleprompter. And by the way, just so you know, uh, J- Joe's teleprompter is a giant screen TV they set up directly in front of him. You know those little plastic ones they usually put on each side, you know, and the guys turn their heads over here and they turn their heads over there, and you got those plastic. Yeah, Barack had them automatically to come up out of the ground. They push a button. And I remember when Barack, they, they, they failed one day to raise them, and he couldn't give a speech without it. And one day they didn't raise them, and he's screaming, People! People! Where are my teleprompters? People! People! Oh, you got that? <laughs> See? <laughs> Thanks, Chris. Well, Joe's is a giant screen, like an 82-inch television screen, maybe even bigger than that, uh, that's right in front of him with the letters. Each letter is about six inches tall. Um, so, you know, those of you who voted for him, uh, we never hear from you. Um, I'm just curious if you're still comfortable with him remaining as president of the United States. I remember hearing all that stuff about Donald Trump and, you know, how awful the country is and how much of an embarrassment Donald Trump is and how he embarrasses the U.S. in front of the world. And let's activate the 25th Amendment. Let's get the, let's get him out of there. We need to have the vice president head up the cabinet with the 25th Amendment and get him out of office and so on and so forth. Why don't we hear that about this guy who can't even say the word kleptocracy, number one, doesn't even know what it means because he's in charge of a kleptocracy both both personally and, and nationally, and uh, is going to accommodate the oligarchs by taking away their homes and their yachts. Really? He's the president. And our enemies laugh, and our allies shudder. San Antonio's news, traffic, and weather station. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. America's told us again that men with guns plan to, quote, identify individuals who could be descending into violence. Could be descending. Not people who've committed violence or even been accused of any crime at all. DHS is instead using law enforcement powers to identify and punish people who think the wrong things. That would be opponents of the Biden administration. Is this dystopian fiction? No, it's happening right in front of us. That is so perfect, Chris. That is exactly it. The Ministry of Truth from the Biden administration, which, as you just heard Tucker say, men with guns who are going to just monitor what people think. I don't know how they're going to do that. And then take their guns and their badges and go after those people. Um, this is, uh, first of all, it's Soviet America. Uh, the, the, some of the other presidents are, are uh, world leaders who had these kinds of uh, uh, boards, uh, these kinds of, um, uh, they call it a board, but it, it, I mean, it truly is uh, propaganda. It's control of speech. It's control of think. Adolf Hitler had a ministry of truth. Joseph Goebbels, of course, his ministry of truth under Adolf Hitler. Joseph Stalin had a ministry of truth. And Joe Biden now has a ministry of truth in the United States of America. Now, if you're just now waking up, good morning, I'm Trey, 210-599-5555. There's Elaine, there's Chris, and there's Don. Chris, let's go ahead and play Joe Biden once again. 
Uh, we we have new listeners coming and going every 10 minutes or so in the mornings, people getting up and showering and all that kind of stuff. So if you're just now waking up and you missed this from yesterday, I really am curious to hear your thoughts one way or the other. If you love the man and you think he's the right choice to be leading this country, then I want to hear that. But if you are as concerned as I am, I also want to hear that because I'm very, very concerned. Now, look, I, I know he's not making the decisions. He's certainly not in charge of things. But to the world, he is. And as I said before the break at the bottom of the hour, again, if you're just now waking up, I said our enemies are laughing at us and our allies shudder. Listen, here's Joe from yesterday. In addition to this supplemental funding, I'm also sending to Congress a comprehensive package of, uh, that will enhance our underlying effort to accommodate the Russian oligarchs uh, and make sure we take their, take their, their ill-begotten gains. <laughs> We're going to accommodate them. We're going to seize their yachts, their luxury homes, and other ill-begotten gains of Putin's kleptocracy. Kleptocracy and klep- the guys who are the kleptocracies. <laughs> mm. <laughs> but these are bad guys. Yeah, Corn Pop was a bad dude too, and you beat him with a chain. It was so good. Okay. I mean, it's almost impossible to unpack any of that. And it's almost impossible to make any, you can't make any sense out of that. There's no way that anybody can make sense out of that. And for four years, we heard what an embarrassment Donald Trump is on the world scene. On the world stage, Donald Trump is such an embarrassment. We heard it for four years. Oh, my God. His latest tweet is Kafev. He he tweeted Kafev. Look at this. That was absolute nonsense and gibberish. And our enemies know it. That's why Vladimir Putin moved on Ukraine. They know. He knows. Our enemies know it. And the context was Joe Biden was asking for $33 billion more. He's already dumped in $16 billion into the war against Russia that we're using Ukraine as a proxy for. Didn't come to the American people, didn't declare war, but he's using Ukraine as a proxy with this war with, with Russia. We're backing it. We're paying for it. Obviously, it's it's our stuff, and I think we're fighting it to a certain degree. I you know, I know it's not the Ukrainians that are flying those drones. So, you know, uh, he is. This is a critical and crucial moment for the United States of America, and this is the guy who, all of his life, you know, he wanted it on his tombstone. He wanted president of the United States, and he got that. But our country also has people running it that we don't know that we did not elect. That's unconstitutional. That's one of the reasons he can be removed from office and should be removed from office. The others who are behind the scenes, whether it's Obama or Susan Rice or Valerie Jarrett or whoever it is that's running this show, should be arrested because this is an illegal operation that's happening right now in every sense of the word. And speaking of illegal operations, he can't say the word kleptocracy. Too big of a word for him to be able to say right now. The reason there's not an uproar, I I guess, and an outcry about this in America right now is because of our education system, a totally broken education system. Most people don't even know what that means, right? Unless you studied Latin as a kid and it just automatically, things like that come to you, most people don't even know what kleptocracy is. You, you, You can look it up if you want to and get a a very fine definition of it, but basically it's a government that steals from its people. 
to advance their power so that they can lord it over the people even more. And, yes, Chris is, is sending me a message. He's blaming his stutter. He did that a few days ago before this speech. He said he still hasn't gotten over his stutter. That's not true, because he said during the campaign, I have put all that behind me. I don't stutter anymore. This, is not a, this, this has nothing to do with his stutter. This has to do with his brain. This is not his stutter. This is his brain. And this is where we are as a country. Now, to a certain degree, yeah, it's sad. It's sad. First of all, it's elder abuse. I blame his wife and the people around him for putting him up to this every single day. She really should take him and say to him, come on, let's go home. And I said that the first day that he got into office and this mumbling, jumbling gibberish was coming from him. Jill, what's wrong with you? A kind and caring and loving wife. And I know she's not that because she is all about power. And uh, would, would say to her husband of all these years, come on, honey. We need to go. So it's sad in a, in that kind of personal respect that, you know, this guy is being humiliated by these people that are around him. They're the ones who are putting him up to it. And they're the ones who are propping him up. And they're the ones who are having him be humiliated every single day. So, you know, to me, it's elder abuse. That's what I think it is. But it's also a, a hell of a position for our country to be in. Uh, we're at war with Russia. We have an economy that tanked in the first quarter. Absolutely tanked in the first quarter. Now, I don't want to get too weedish or wonkish here, but I do want to walk through what some of the econ- what happened to the economy in the first quarter. And, and, and here he is yesterday asking for $33 billion more to carry on a war against Russia. The GDP fell through the floor in the first quarter, landing at a negative. 1.4%. Imports soared 18%. Exports fell by 6%. And the rate of inflation rose at an annual 7% rate. That's the highest since 1981. So the economy basically didn't just grow slowly. It contracted on an annualized basis. The imports expanded massively. Exports failed. Consumer spending was weaker. Households balked at higher prices. Inventories fell. And U.S. trade policy has now left our economy extremely vulnerable. Americans earned less and produced less in March and February. The trade and goods deficit rose to record highs. The trade deficit wound up subtracting 3.2 percentage points from the first quarter GDP. Personal consumption rose just 2.5%. That's a reflection of people engaging in defensive spending because they're having to spend so much on gas and groceries. And now the Democrats want a massive tax increase. Chuck Schumer said it this week. Personal disposable income swamped by inflation. After adjusting for inflation, disposable incomes fell. And inflation ran wild. The price index for gross domestic product purchases increased 7.8%. Stagflation is what you're looking at now. You're looking at too much money chasing too few goods. We lived through this in the 1970s, a period of regulatory explosion. And the inflationary spiral driven by the massive increases in spending from LBJ. And then in the 70s, they didn't do enough to restrain spending. You had the greatest expansion of federal regulatory authority since the New Deal. So what happened was you had way too much cash out there, way too much money out there that was stolen from producers and given to the non-producers in America. So you had runaway inflation. 
This is what's happening now. I'm not trying to get too wonkish on you. I just want everybody to understand what's going on. Ronald Reagan came in and he cut taxes. And he cut regulation because he knew he had to take the constraints off of business. In the 70s, they expanded regulation. That's when we got OSHA. That's when we got the Department of Education. All this other stuff in the 1970s. And it constrained business from producing goods. What you have to have to get you out of a recession or get you out of an inflationary period. And so Ronald Reagan understood that. He came in, and he cut regulations, and he cut uh, government spending, so there was a contraction in the money supply, and he cut taxes so that people could go out and businesses could once again invest in new products and new services and grow the product line, contracting the money supply and bringing everything back into balance, and we had great uh, prosperity. So what's happening right now is they're depending on the Fed to slam the brakes on with higher interest rates. And when that happens, when the Fed slams the brakes on, you get a massive recession. They're between a rock and a hard place right now, folks. A rock and a hard place. So they either allow inflation to run rampant and people just stop buying because they can't afford anything anymore. Can't afford afford groceries. You can't afford gasoline. You certainly can't afford any of the niceties of life. Uh, All that goes away and dries up because the prices are too high. So a a huge inflationary uh, period is not uh, doable. So the Fed slams on the brakes by raising interest rates. And if they got, you know, to bring it back into balance, they tighten the money supply, which they're doing now. They slam on the brakes to raise interest rates, and that throw teeters you right into a recession. And uh, that's where they are right now. Now, things can be done. Joe Biden can unleash energy exploration in this country once again. He can take all those regulations that he put on the energy industry trying to kill it. I'm talking about oil and gas. He put a bunch of new regulations on them. He can take all of those off so that the energy industry can begin to explore again and expand again and create cheap uh, energy for our country. That's one of the first things that he can do to begin to get us out of this inflationary period. I know it's a bit wonkish and all that kind of stuff, but I'm telling you, folks, uh, this guy, you listen to what I just played for you, and this guy is not, uh, he, sh- he should not be running uh, a, a hot dog stand in New York City, much less the country. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. I'll take your calls coming up. And so it's going to be breezy this morning. Otherwise humid. Clouds giving way to some sun and eighty seven. Then tomorrow partial sunshine. Widely separated thunderstorms. Warm and humid. A high of eighty five. And then on Sunday humid times of clouds and sun. Breezy in the afternoon. Evans Roofing Newsmaker Hotline. How about? The lost voices for people dying from fentanyl, the hundreds of thousands, tens of thousands of Americans dying from fentanyl, faces, faces of Americans, faces of Americans across this country dying because of fentanyl pouring into our country. Time of the gentleman has expired. You know full well. Time of the gentleman has expired, Mr. Encouraging people to come here, harming Texas and harming this country. Time you of know the- it. And you're ignoring the, the time of truth. the gentleman has expired. He no longer has time to slander the secretary. Oh, <laughs> oh man, I love this song, Stevie Wonder. I wish. Good morning. It is 5:53. Trey Ware, KTSA 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. I can't wait to talk Chip again. Oh, I'm sorry. 
uh, Congressman Chip Roy. I can't wait to talk with him again after that. Oh, man. Did he just, he totally dismantled Mayorkas, who, who is one of the worst people you could ever imagine to be running the Department of Homeland Security. And, you know, the border doesn't exist anymore. Mayorkas has turned our Border Patrol agents and that department into a personal travel agency for all of those folks who are coming. And that was the point that he and Jim Jordan were making, Chip Roy and Jim Jordan were making, that this thing has been turned into a facilitate these people to get them in the country faster. And so he's encouraging more to come. And when they get here, instead of processing them and getting rid of them, instead of shutting down the border, which should be done right now, he is now facilitating them into cities across the country. So that Senator Tillis and Senator John Cornyn can now sit down with the Democrats, as they are doing, to discuss amnesty. I said Senator John Cornyn from right here in San Antonio sitting down with the Democrats to discuss it. You knew it was coming, because I've been telling you it was coming. I've been telling you. They're going to go after amnesty so that all of these people that they imported can then vote in future elections, including quite possibly, depending on how quickly they get this done, quite possibly the midterms this year with the Democrats are about to lose, but not if all these illegals get a chance to vote. But certainly by 2024, when Joe Biden says he's running for re-election, or whoever the Democrat nominee is going to be up against Ron DeSantis and all the others that will be on the stage for the Republicans. John Cornyn is sitting down with the Democrats to negotiate amnesty. Remember Gang of Eight? Well, now it's the Gang of Four, and they're talking amnesty. Hey, by the way, I saw some pictures yesterday and some video yesterday, maybe you'll see it, of these protesters standing on the street with signs saying, President Biden, cancel my student loans. (laughs) Did you see the video? Here are these guys, you know, they're in their 20-some-odds, you know, and they're standing around on a street, standing on a street, standing, with signs that say, President Biden, cancel my student loan. Hey, you know, maybe if you didn't stand around holding a sign about canceling student loan and you went and got a job with that high-dollar education you got and start paying what you owe, you won't need me to pay for what you owe, you little jerk. Get to work! (laughs) Standing in the street holding a sign saying, President Biden, cancel my student loan. I don't know about you. But when I was that age, I didn't do much standing around holding signs. I busted my ass. I was right here at this radio station busting my ass day and night and day and night and day and night, seven days a week. And I bet you did, too. I bet you did the same thing. And you paid what you said you were going to pay. When you borrowed money from somebody, you paid it back. And they got paid before you did. I bet you. I bet you that you paid your obligations, and that meant on Friday and Saturday night, you didn't get your beer, and you didn't get your party, and you didn't go out because you didn't have anything left, because you paid them, and you didn't look for anybody to pay your bills, right? Stand around on a street with a sign. <laughs> Give me a break. Back in a minute, Trey Ware, KTSA. Shooting's up there like crazy. Not only on 6th Street, but all over Austin, because they defunded the police, they took the police away. And they got a guy running for Congress right now that's probably going to win. 
that came from the city council up there, and he was the one who led the defund the police movement. He's he's probably going to end up in Washington in Congress. And so we're not going to allow that to happen here. As homeowners, as citizens of San Antonio and Bear County and the surrounding area, we're not going to allow it to happen. We're not going to devolve into a crime-ridden community like Austin is, like New York City is, like Los Angeles and San Francisco are. We're not going to devolve in that here. You break into people's homes here, you're more than likely going to get your butt shot and killed. Okay? And let's just say it like that. Let's let's not be ambiguous with our language. Let's not be flowery with these guys. Let's not, as I like to say, as my old coaches used to say, don't pussyfoot around. You hit that line, baby. You hit it at full speed. Don't pussyfoot through there. And that's what I'm going to say to these guys. Don't pussyfoot. Say it. Say it loud. If you break into a home in San Antonio or Bear County, you're liable to get your butt shot dead. We're not going to allow it to happen here. And if it takes the citizens, because the police, they, they will tell you, and I love, love my Leos. But they are in the cleanup and investigation business. That's what they do. They're not crime prevention. They can't prevent a crime. They're called after the crime happens or while the commission of the crime is going on. That's when the police are called. So they don't prevent crime. They investigate crime. They clean up. That's what they do. So to prevent crime, arm yourselves and be ready. Because we're not going to allow that to happen here. All right, let's go to line one. Daniel, thank you for hanging on. You're on KTSA with Trey. Happy Friday to you, Daniel. Go right ahead, sir. Hey, Trey, all these bills that I get all this money for Ukraine, how much is uh, my boss, Joe Biden, getting off the top? I don't know. I have no oh, yeah. idea. Uh, Daniel, I you know, um, <laughs> he, he can't even say, and thank you for your call, Daniel. Have a good weekend. He can't even say the word kleptocracy. Let's go ahead and run that again, Chris. He can't even say the word, but he sets his administration is in charge of the largest kleptocracy that's ever existed. Not only that, but his family is a kleptocracy, and he's the big guy getting a 10% cut on top of it. Yeah. Yeah. And by the way, that's not stuttering, folks. That's not stuttering. This is a sad state of affairs for him. He's being abused by those around him. It's a much sadder state of affairs for our country because our enemies are laughing and taking advantage of us and our allies are shuddering at this. The people we depend, the countries we depend on are shuddering and our enemies are laughing. Chris, let's play the entire thing and I'm going to take a break and I'm going to come back and I'm going to take your calls at 210-599-5555. Is this making you at all uncomfortable with the president of the United States. Here he is demanding $33 billion more for a war against Russia that clearly we're, we're doing. Okay, It's our doing. We're using Ukraine, but it's our armaments. It's our technology. It's our stuff that's being used in this war, and nobody asked us if we wanted to be at war with Russia. Go right ahead, Chris. In addition to this supplemental funding, I'm also sending to Congress comprehensive package of, uh, that will enhance our underlying effort to accommodate the Russian oligarchs uh, and make sure we take their, take their, their ill-begotten gains. <laughs> We're going to accommodate them. We're going to seize their yachts, their luxury homes, and other ill-begotten gains. 
of Putin's kleptocracy. Yeah. Kleptocracy. The guys who are the kleptocracy. (laughs) (laughs) These are bad guys. Yeah, they're bad guys, all right. Kind of like Corn Pop was a bad dude. Let me just read you the definition of kleptocracy. It's a government whose corrupt leaders use political power to appropriate the wealth of the people and land they govern, typically by embezzling or misappropriating the government. His administration is a kleptocracy. And I believe his family is one as well. Line one is Harry. You're on KTSA with Trey. Happy Friday, Harry. Morning, sir. Morning. These billions and billions of dollars they're sending to Ukraine, how much money are they sending to the Border Patrol in South Texas? None. They cut it all off. None. I have folk that work down there, and they're disappointed, really. Well, <laughs> disappointed would be uh, would be a mild statement. Pissed off is more like it because it's it's uh, it's red you, alert. I'm glad you said that. I'm glad you said it. Not well. Have to. I'm telling you that the, the the people that I know up and down the border, and I thank you for your call, Harry. Have a good weekend. Are exactly that. They've had enough of this. Their land and property is overrun. Their uh, businesses have been run out of business. Their children are sitting in classrooms that are two and three times the size of what they're designed to be. And uh, they can't get into the emergency rooms of hospitals because they're packed. They're packed with illegal aliens. And Alejandro Mayorkas and Joe Biden are doing nothing but facilitating them being taken around this country and deposited where now, I told you last half hour, Senator John Cornyn and Senator Tillis, both Republicans, are sitting down with Democrats to negotiate amnesty for these folks. And obviously the amnesty clearly is so that they can vote in future elections. I told you. I've been telling you that's exactly what these guys were doing. And bringing these people in so that they would be eligible to vote in future elections. That's exactly what this operation has been all about. And now they have a ministry of disinformation, a ministry of truth. And we found out, in fact, when we come back, uh, Chris, if we can play the Tucker bit, that would be awesome. We found out that the Department of Homeland Security, to enforce their rules concerning what you say, to enforce it, they've got armed agents throughout the country in various cities that will be monitoring what you say, what you tweet, what you post. And going into the break, I'd just like to read this. Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof or abridging the freedom of speech or of the press or the right of the people peaceably to assemble and to petition the government for a redress of grievances. They're violating every one of these. During the pandemic, they told people you can't go to church. They are now sending out armed agents to make sure that you're not violating what they want you to say. The freedom of the press... They are calling, the Democrats now say they are going to call Elon Musk to testify about what his plans are with Twitter. No. That boy done paid $44 billion for Twitter. He can light it on fire if he wants to. He can do any damn thing he wants to with Twitter. And he, does, he doesn't have to answer Congress. Congress says, we're going to, Democrats in Congress, Republicans are not Democrats, we're going to call Elon Musk in, and he's going to have to sit under oath, and he's going to have to testify as to what he's going to do with Twitter. No, it, none, of your, none of your business what he's going to do with Twitter. That's his money. That's his $44 billion. 
So he can do anything he wants to with Twitter. And he doesn't have to answer Ed Markley or any, you know, any of the other Democrats that say he's going to have to answer to us. He doesn't have to answer to you. The man doesn't have to answer, answer to anybody. That's his money. He can do anything he wants to with it, including get rid of it all, which he might be doing right now. Uh, line one, Frank, right before the break. Go right ahead, Frank. Good morning. I know how we can help those people over there in Ukraine. It won't cost us a penny. What's that? Let's uh, let's give them the, all the equipment that we left over there in Afghanistan. In Afghanistan, I'm but glad you brought that up, Frank. They got to they got to go get it. Eighty five billion dollars. <laughs> let's let's talk about that. Uh, and thank you for your call, Frank. Um, new Pentagon report came out yesterday. Billion dollar in aircraft, seventy eight aircraft, seventy eight. You're gonna love this one. 22,000 Humvees and all of our communications equipment left in Afghanistan. Billions upon billions. The Pentagon put out a new report just yesterday about it. And you know that they're not telling you everything, right? They're, they're not telling you the whole truth, the whole story about everything that we left there. Not to mention 13 lives, Joe. 13 lives that you left and got killed over there. And then you killed a family. Then you killed a family riding in a car. These are bad guys. Yeah, you're a bad guy. 78 aircraft, 22 or 22,000 Humvees, and all of our communication equipment. 210-599-5555. Breezy this morning, otherwise humid. Clouds giving way to some sun, 87. Tomorrow, partial sunshine, widely separated thunderstorms, warm, humid, 85. Sunday, humid times of clouds and sun, breezy in the afternoon. Saturdays from 3 to 4. Hey, this is Jamie Markley of Markley Van Camp and Robbins, celebrating 100 years of service on News Talk 550, KTSA, and FM 1071. The Secure Fence Act of 2006 says what? That the Secretary of Homeland Security shall take all actions the Secretary determines necessary to achieve and maintain operational control over the entire international land and maritime borders. Will you testify under oath right now? Do we have operational control, yes or no? Yes, we do. And we have we operational control of the borders. Yes, we do. And then he held up a placard in, in the face of Mayorkas that explained operational control according to Mayorkas. <laughs> and according to Mayorkas, the words that Chip Roy was holding up, he doesn't have operational control. <laughs> it's great. I mean, Chip Roy, you know, he he had some things prior to, you know, a few months ago or whatever, that, that, that he said some things and people got upset at him and he, you know, whatever. But uh, since Joe Biden got in office, Chip Roy's been a badass and has been going after this administration and holding them to account. Proud to call him my congressman because he's got guts and you know what, and he uses them both. Let's go to line one. Hey, John, you're on KTSA with Trey. Happy Friday. Hey, how you doing? I want to say that we've got the U.N., and we give lots of money to the U.N. We, you know, I understand. I feel sorry for the people of Ukraine, what's going on. But this is not our war. We shouldn't be funding so much of it, you know. If we're already paying the U.N., then let them do this. And, and let's use diplomacy to get the other countries to donate and to fund it. And there's the countries already giving Ukraine equipment. We don't need yep. to be the lead guys doing it. Yeah. You know, we can't afford yeah. that. We need to afford, we need to spend our money here in the United States, in our yep. border, in our in our communities, and, you know. Yep. For us, for our people. Absolutely. 
Absolutely right. Thank you, John. Have a good weekend. Um, there's so much to unpack in what you just said, and, what, and you're right, everything you said. We're spending all this money elsewhere. We're spending – we carry <laughs> – we carry most of NATO. And this is a threat to NATO. This is a threat, we're told, to Europe. And we pay the biggest portion of NATO. We do. Then why are we spending – Let's see, add up $16 billion that we've already dumped in there, and now another $33 billion he wants. Add all that up, and whatever that comes to, what is that, $60 billion? $60 billion. And our economy crashed in the first quarter. The trade imbalance is huge now. We're importing more than we're exporting. Manufacturing has crashed in the United States. Prices are out of control. Inflation grew another 8% in the first quarter. The economy crashed in the first quarter. Negative 1.6% growth. Negative 1.6%. And we're executing a war against Russia with Ukraine being the uh, proxy. We don't even know why. I mean, nobody has took the time. They just did it. They just did it. They just got involved in a war and said, we're going to be at war with Russia. They decided it. They being in in D.C. But they never came to the American people and said, why we have to be at war with Russia. Why it's our responsibility. I brought this up when it first happened. A lot of people jumped on me. Because because he's killing people. Because he's Well, yeah, people get killed every day. I want somebody in the administration to explain to the American people why we are responsible to be at war with Russia. Why? And nobody has done that. That's the thing that gets me on this. Nobody has explained to the American people why we are the ones who are executing this war. And don't think for a minute we're not, folks. Don't think for a minute that that the Ukrainians are flying those drones that we gave them, knocking out the Russian tanks. Don't think that for a minute. Don't think that those drones are even controlled outside of this country. Because I bet you, I'd be willing to bet you breakfast to gems that they're not. But the bottom line is to this, nobody nobody came to the American people and asked, do you want to do this? Do you want to fund this war? They just did it without ever coming to the American people. And now Joe Biden comes back in a an abortion of a speech, a horrendous speech. And I'm not even going to quibble over ill-begotten. You know, that's just uh, ill-begotten. Okay, you can say that. That's, that's a, It's actually a way to say that. Most people would say ill-gotten. I'm not even quibble to that. The man is in charge of the biggest kleptocracy that's ever existed, which is the current administration of this government. And his family, in my view, is a kleptocracy as well. <laughs> 10% for the big guy. And he can't even deliver. Chris, let's play it. He can't even get it out his mouth. He can't even say the words that are written on a giant 82-inch television screen right in front of his nose. He can't even say the words. And by the way, I'm not picking on him. This this is more like elder abuse of people that are around him. This is not his stuttering issue. This is a brain issue. And again, I'll say it. Our enemies are laughing and our allies are shuddering. Here he is. In addition to this supplemental funding, I'm also sending to Congress a comprehensive package of, uh, that will enhance our underlying effort to accommodate the Russian oligarchs uh, and make sure we take their 
take their, their ill-begotten gains. <laughs> We're going to accommodate them. We're going to seize their yachts, their luxury homes, and other ill-begotten gains of Putin's kleptocracy. Uh, yeah. Kleptocracy. And klep the guys who are the kleptocracies. <laughs> but these are bad guys. Joe Biden, where are you? That is your husband that is being humiliated on the world stage and, by the way, is humiliating our country on the world stage. I know I'm late, but I, I want to get Julian in here real quick. Line one. Julian, go right ahead. You're on KTSA. Hey, Jerry. Thank you so much for all that you do. I just wanted to comment on the fact that how they give that $33 billion, now $60 billion to Ukraine, but then they were laughing and saying that Trump was a dictator and a, right. a, a, a xenophobe when he tried to put $11 right. billion on the border to protect our country. God bless you, right. Trey. Thank you, man. Uh, one final comment on that. They, remember how they screamed that Trump was going to get us in a war, World War III. Trump was going to start World War III. Trump was going to get us in a nuclear war. Remember how they said that over and over again? And that he was such an embarrassment on the world stage. Look where we are today. Download the free iHeartRadio app. San Antonio's news, traffic, and weather station. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. What he didn't tell us is how he's defining disinformation. So here you have this new and terrifying thing that the Biden administration is so concerned about that it's created a new agency to fight it, but Mayorkas never said or even hinted as to what it might be. So the man in charge of the disinformation governing board never defined disinformation. However, we hear it all the time how if you speak against this administration, it's disinformation. Are you uh, just a little bit concerned that your government has armed agents in cities across this country under the uh, heading of the Department of Homeland Security that are then going to be monitoring the speech of everyday Americans and then taking action against those everyday Americans based on what they said? We have, of course, the First Amendment to the United States Con uh, Constitution, and we all know what the First Amendment to the Constitution says, and they're going to violate the First Amendment of the Constitution by having thought police and word police out there. You know, it's uh, free speech. Uh, you can't prohibit it uh, in any shape, form, or fashion. You cannot prohibit free speech, no matter what people are saying. And freedom of speech means that people are going to say things that are very uncomfortable to you sometimes, and that's great. It should be that way. Uh, but this government doesn't want anything that's contrary to them and contrary to what they want you to say. It's chilling. It's bone chilling. You've got your own Goebbels now. You've got your own Soviet Stalin now, Soviet America, with monitors from a homeland security with guns on their hips and badges with the full authority of the federal government to take you down if you speak something, if you say something merely with your mouth, or if you tweet something, type on your keyboard, something that is in opposition to what they think you ought to be saying. And they'll make the rules. They'll decide what it is, and Tucker pointed that out last night. He did a great job pointing out the fact that they never laid out what it is. Uh, so what is misinformation? Well, that's for them to decide along the way. I can tell you this. Anything that political opposition to them says is misinformation, and it will be treated as misinformation, and the armed agents will show up at your door. And they will knock on your door. Now, I want to talk for just a second. I've got a couple of other topics to bring up. And then I do want to run through your calls at 210-599-5555. President Biden meeting with Lobrador today, Obrador today in uh, the president of Mexico to talk about uh, immigration. You just heard Don uh, tease that. Okay. <laughs> 
to me, that's hilarious. The guy who's in charge of a kleptocracy can't even say the word. He doesn't have the mental capacity remaining. He's being abused by those around him because they're humiliating him, but in the process they're humiliating this country. And he's going to talk to the president of Mexico about immigration. What's he going to say? He's going to say, you send them and I'll facilitate their landing in the United States. That's what he's going to say. You keep sending them and I'll make sure they make it where I need the votes. What is being billed as a bipartisan talks about immigration reform is the resurrection of the Gang of Eight through a Gang of Four, including Republican Senators Tom Tillis and John Cornyn of Texas. They're in favor of amnesty for hundreds of thousands of illegal aliens. Now, the Gang of Eight, if you don't remember it, 2013, they crafted the Border Security Economic Opportunity Immigration Modernization Act that expired after the House did not take up the bill. And now Tillis and Cornyn, John Cornyn from here in Texas, joining forces with Democrat Senators Alex Padilla and Dick Durbin, Dick Durbin was in the uh, original gang. Formal talks start Thursday, according to The Hill. Instead of trying to craft an agreement from scratch, the group is going to use smaller, already introduced bipartisan immigration-related bills, try to put together a package that gets 60 votes needed to advance through the Senate. The Hill also reported on Biden's plan to drop Title 42 next month. So John Cornyn is negotiating with the Democrats for amnesty for those who came here. Obvious reason is that they get to vote. If you get them amnesty, they get to vote. They get the rights of American citizens if you give them amnesty, and that means they can vote in our elections. Exactly what the plan has been from the very beginning, importing all of these folks in here. Uh, Al, I see you online. I'm going to come to you in just a second. I got uh, two lines open at 210-599-5555. The other thing I wanted to comment on here briefly, we've had a lot of talks here uh, in the past several weeks about Joe Biden forgiving, dismissing student loan debt, right? And uh, I, I, I don't think you ought to dismiss crap. If you sign on to something and you say you're going to pay it back, you go to work, and like Dave Ramsey says, you drive a beater car, you eat beans and weenies, you deliver pizzas, but you pay that debt back, and you get out of that debt. That's how I was raised. That's what I believe. Nobody else is responsible for your debt, you little twit. That's how I feel about it. Now, yesterday, there were a bunch of those little twits up there in their, in their 20s holding signs in D.C. that said, President Biden, cancel my student loan. President Biden, cancel my... They're standing in the street in the middle of the day, holding signs. President Biden, cancel my student loan. Now, you do understand the irony of that, don't you? If you'd quit standing around on the street holding a sign and get your butt to work and use that education that you made a loan for, that the bank paid for already, you paid back. But instead, they want to stand around holding a sign that says, cancel my student loan. The hell with you. We're not canceling anything. We're not going to cancel a thing. Put the sign down. Go to work. Drive a beater car. Eat beans and weenies. Deliver pizza. I don't care what you got to do, but you pay that loan back. It's not on anybody else. No other taxpayer in this country is responsible for your student loan. All right, line one, and Al, you're on KTSA. Happy Friday, Al. What's on your mind? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Bill Clinton promised Ukraine if they give up their nukes, they would, the United States would take care of them. That's why the United States should be involved with this. Okay. Uh, when are they going to come and say that? 
When, when, when does Joe Biden come to us, Al, and present his case as to why we ought to be spending billions upon billions upon billions? He, he has he made that case? No, is the answer to that question. It's a rhetorical question. Ukraine was able to defend themselves and Bill Clinton disarmed them. That's that's absolutely true. That's absolutely right. And 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 thank you for your call, Al. And and Barack Obama uh, sent him blankets. He canceled uh, missiles and what have you and sent him blankets. And Donald Trump sent him a bunch of missiles to help defend themselves. But nobody has made that case, and that's my sticking point. Nobody's come to the American people and asked the American people, do you want to be at war with Russia in Ukraine? No one. I follow the news closely, closer than most anybody. And nobody, nobody has come to the American people and said, do you want to be at war with Ukraine? Nobody. Not Joe Biden. Not any Republican. Nobody. They just did it. All right. Intruder shot to death by a homeowner. Um, look, uh, we're, we're not going to put up with the crime that exists in New York City. We're not going to put up with the crime that exists in L.A. or San Francisco. We're not going to put up with it here. So that's a story that needs to be repeated over and over and over and over and over again. That's how, that's how you stop it. You arm yourself, and when some little jerk comes through the window or breaks down the door of your home... You end it right then and there. Um, they don't allow people in L.A. to do that. They don't allow people in New York to do that. But the story is right here, and Don has the details on it during his news, is that they had an intruder, and the homeowner pulled his piece and shot the intruder and killed him. And i got to tell you, folks, that's how you stop this. In Austin, they've got a homicide nightmare going on in Austin. A guy shot in broad daylight on 6th Street yesterday. Broad daylight. They're on pace to break their record of 89 homicides that they had last year. They're on pace to blow that away this year because they defended the police. And the guy who led the Defend the Police movement on the Austin City Council is running to go to uh, the House of Representatives in Washington. He's probably going to win, Greg Kassar. He's probably going to win this thing. He's probably going to go. He's a socialist, uh, Democrat, uh, uh, but uh, more of a communist than anything else. He led that whole defend, the, backed by George Soros, of course, with Soros' money, to uh, to end uh, the policing up there in Austin. And they have a crime wave in Austin like you've never seen before in your life. It's out of control. And down here, we're not going to put up with it. Uh, you break into somebody's home here, you're liable to get yourself shot dead. And we have to say it just like that. We can't pussyfoot around with little niceties and all that. We have to say exactly what we mean, and that is the crime wave that's in Austin, the crime wave that's in New York, the crime wave that's in California. We're not going to have it here. Just not. But instead of all these other big issues that are going on, including an economy that crashed, went to negative 1.6% growth in the first quarter with huge inflation, instead of focusing on that, The FDA yesterday, the Biden administration, released a plan to ban menthol cigarettes. (laughs) 
The world's going to hell in a handbasket, but baby, we're going to ban menthol cigarettes. <laughs> the Biden administration says we no, no, no. You're you're going to love this. This is why I'm laughing. Okay, Health and Human Services Secretary Javier Becerra said we're going to advance health equity by significantly reducing tobacco-related health disparities between races. That's right. Cigarettes are racist. <laughs> oh, they, when announcing it, said uh, menthol has a particularly high rate of use by African Americans. So we can't allow African Americans to smoke menthols anymore, says Health and Human Services Secretary Javier Becerra. You know, how many things are they going to ban? At a, you know, they're banning your words, they're banning your cigarettes. I thought America was land of the free, home of the brave, right? What happened? What happened to land of the free? If you want to smoke menthol cigarettes, smoke menthol cigarettes. I think you're crazy, but hey, you know, have at it. <laughs> That's your business. It's not mine. I really don't care. Have at it. Smoke your menthols. Smoke your camels filterless like my dad did. And if say if you run out and you and you need a filter, you you need a filter to cigarette, but all, all you got is a filter one, rip the filter off like my dad did. I really don't care. That's up to you. You do you do you. Oh man. Gonna ban menthol cigarettes. The most important thing. We we got a, a border that's wide open, terrorists that are coming into border, and terrorists being released in America, all over the country. We got all this stuff going on. Country falling apart. We got a president who can't even talk anymore. <laughs> And the most important thing they can do is ban menthol cigarettes. All right. Well, let me tell you about my friends over at Apple Pest Control. Since 2003, Apple Pest Control and Stan Goodson has been getting rid of the bugs at the warehouse, and I'm proud to say he's a friend, and I'm proud to say they do a great job at getting rid of bugs. Uh, and they never want you to sign a contract. I like that, and here's why. All these other companies want you to sign like a quarterly contract, well, then they can coast, you know. who they, they, they got your money already. They got your commitment, so they don't have to do a good job. They can do whatever they want to. Well, not so with our friends at Apple Pest Control. No contracts, so every single job, every single time, they have to earn your business by doing a great job, and they will, whether it's termites or ants or roaches or whatever, even the big rodents that get inside your house, Apple Pest Control takes care of all of them. We're getting into mosquito season, too. They can do mosquito control at your home, Apple Pest Control. If it bugs you, it bugs Apple, 210-695-8946. All right, it's uh, breezy this morning, otherwise humid. Clouds giving way to some sun, 87. Parcel sun. Sunshine, widely separated thunderstorms tomorrow, warm and humid, 85. And Sunday, humid times of clouds. Stevens Roofing Newsmaker Hotline. With the number of people being released in the United States under current law, would it go down no matter how much you increased your budget? Um, and uh, it would not, as uh, they said. Do you agree, yes uh, or no? Uh, Congressman, if I understand your question correctly, when individuals are in the United States and they make a claim right. for so asylum. The number would not go down is the answer. All right, that's Chip Roy getting after it on uh, Alejandro Mayorkas, who is now in charge of the uh, speech in our country and what you can and cannot say. With armed agents throughout the country deciding what you can and cannot say, a ministry of truth has been launched in the United States by Alejandro Mayorkas with his armed agents who've got badges, full authority of the federal government, to knock on your door if you ain't saying what they want you to say. <laughs> okay. Welcome to Soviet America, right? Okay, Warren Ryman coming up next, KTSA.